Sports Talk New York with your hosts, Mark Rosenman and A.J. Carter. Sports Talk New York is sponsored in part by Prince Associates for all your insurance needs, the Phoenix Tube Company, the law firm of Declator Cohen and DePrisco, Solomon Jewelers, and General Needs Charity, serving our homeless veterans with dignity. And now, here are your hosts, Mark and AJ. Joining us now is the man who got every ounce of talent out of his 5'10", 160-pound body that he could over a 12-year major league career. He was a three-time All-Star, key member of the 1986 World Championship New York Mets. To this day, he's still arguably one of the most popular Mets for his all-in attitude. In 1993, he was the runner-up in Most Valuable Player Voting to Barry Bonds. He was a Silver Slugger Award winner. His House of Nails book is a wild and entertaining sports memoir offering a no-holds-barred account of his life, a Shakespearean tale of highs and lows spanning his years with the New York Mets and Philadelphia Phillies and his post-baseball career. It is a thrill to welcome him back to tonight's WLIA Sports Talk New York. Obviously, to answer your questions and a few of ours, a member of the 1986 New York Mets World Championship team, number four in your program, number one in your hearts, Lenny Nails Dykstra. Welcome back, Lenny. Hey, what a, wow, what an introduction, man. I, I got blood full. That's great. Thank <laughs> <laughs> right. you so much. Now, he does it every time you're on. <laughs> so, you know, we've had you on the show so many times, and I've asked you so many questions. I, I still I have, have I, so many times. Yeah, twice okay. already. We've really exhausted everything twice. live in studio. Um, and, you know, I speak to you, so I know a lot. So we wanted to get our listeners to get but some questions. But they don't know what we really talked about, Mark. <laughs> Remember, oh, this, this, no. is, this is AM oh, radio. We can't, we we can't go. go there. Steve, you have your finger on the... <laughs> you better on the get air. ready. All right. So, he doesn't need it. <laughs> he doesn't need it. Right. So, you know what? Before that, we have some phone calls we're going to get to as well. We have some people that also sent in. All right. So we already have... All right. Paul wants to ask a question, so we'll bring Paul in first. We're going to take our first listener question. Paul, you're on the air with Lenny Dykstra. What do you got? Yeah, Stu, Paul. How you doing, Mark? How you doing, gentlemen? And um, Len, uh, congratulations on a great career and. Obviously, you've hit a lot of home runs uh, during crunch time, but the one I'll always remember was October 11, 1986, when you faced Dave Smith in the ninth inning. You guys were down 4 nothing early on, but Houston took a 5-4 lead. Was that home run probably perhaps the biggest thrill you've had in your career? Well, I mean, I mean, absolutely. I mean, was it the most important home run I hit for the New York Mets in my career? I mean, most important hit I got for the Mets in my career? No. Um, but as far as your question, the answer is yes, because as a kid, you dream and you like, you're out there playing in a pickup game and you pretend you're somebody like I was always Rod Crew, my idol. And so to actually do it in New York on a, on a Saturday afternoon in front of the fans and have your team waiting for you at home plate, that's almost surreal and not. Sometimes I feel like I was floating around the bases, but uh, again, uh, I, I consider myself blessed to to be in that position, and, and unfortunately, I capitalized on 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 that. Looks like the pitch was down and in, and you certainly gulped it. When you made contact, uh, did you think at first uh, that you might have had a chance it would go out? Yeah, well, it wasn't down and in. It was called a hanging fork ball. That it was like a BP fastball. Um, um, so. Dave Smith, who I owned, by the way, uh, um, it was, again, remember, there was two outs and a guy on second and Backman were down a run. All I'm trying to do is get a base hit to tie the game. And so 
hitting a home run was, I didn't even think about it, but, you know, I, I have him catch it out front and it got over the wall. It doesn't matter how far it got over the wall, it got over the wall. And that um, turned into um, basically getting me reservations anytime I want in New York <laughs> City for life. <laughs> um, not, to, not to mention that every time I'm in New York, fans talk about it. So, and we're 30 years, some years later. So, again, you know, I love playing in New York, and I love being up when it mattered. But the biggest hit I got for the New York Mets organization was in the ninth inning when I talked about this one like the last time, and it's one nobody talks about because it's not quite as exciting, is when Bob Nepper is um, one over the minimum throwing a one-hitter in game six in, in the Astrodome, and waiting oh, for yeah. us in game seven was Mike Scott who we had no chance against because um, he was doing 90-mile-an-hour scuff balls. Um, so that leadoff triple when, you know, he pitched in, and Davey Johnson told me, Lenny, actually, wasn't playing me because um, platoon, he said he was leading off the ninth. And I said, oh, we finally want to win, huh? <laughs> and that's when I got to hit and start that. Next thing we know, 17 days later, we win – and we don't be Scott, and, and then we know what happened from there. You know, it's interesting. I picked up on something which I've never heard you say that. Rod Carew was your favorite player. What about Rod Carew made him your favorite, Lenny? Well, remember, I grew up in, in, in California, but I'm not, don't put me in that category of like the land of the great pretenders because, you know, Holly Weird is like, just like I said, Holly Weird. Um, but I grew up. By Anaheim Stadium, so I rode my bike there every day. And Rod Crew was just a big leaguer. Like, like I was the only player to put my hat in my back pocket, like Rod Crew did. I started showing tobacco because Rod Crew. And let me give you the quick story on Rod Crew. So one day, I really wanted. I had to meet him. I had to see him. So I tried to sneak down into the dugout and go up the runway. Halfway up the runway, the stadium police get me. Um, and put me in stadium jail, not knowing that I would go into a real jail later, but we'll get back to that. Um, but anyway, and so I called my parents, and they have to get me, and I didn't know that my aunt wrote Rod Crew a letter explaining what happened. So well, when I was in high school, I never went to a dance. I never had a drink. All I did was stay home and swing my bat and do push-ups. And so my mom says, son, you have a phone call. It sounds like a man. And so I go, hello, and says, Lenny, this is Rod Crew. And my heart, and my, like, I couldn't believe it. And full circle, me and Rod Crew became actually pretty close uh, after that. And, you know, my, my, my prayers are out to him. His health is failing a little, but he's still fighting. But anyway, so that's an uh, awesome, awesome story. And that's what made me, you know, um, always, you know, take the time for the fans because the fans are everything. Without the fans, we got nothing. You know? Awesome story about Rod Crew. We have another caller on the line. Donna has a question for you. Donna, you're on live with Lenny Dykstra. Hi, Lenny. How you doing? Uh, I met hey. you back in September when we hosted you for a signing at our store in Scarsdale, American Legends. What happened? I mean, <laughs> How's it going? Right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're well, all right. She's yeah. Obviously, she's calling, yeah. so I guess you were all right that right. day. Yeah, American you, Legends, you, great you, store you, up there in Scarsdale. You, you oh, thank God. We, we had a lot of fun, and actually, uh, you, uh, we, we, we were actually talking some hockey that night, and, and I thought since uh, the Stanley Cup playoffs are going on and kind of relevant, I would ask you, since you're such a hockey fan, too, 
<laughs> Donna, hey, he wants hey, to make wait, sure take that. A breath, Donna, take a take a breath, Donna. Donna, did you take advantage of me? <laughs> it's kind of, it's kind of hard to hear you. That's part of the that's probably part of the he, problem. He wanted to know to he wanted to know if you if you took advantage of him when he was in the store. No, I did not. All I right. did not. Good, good, good. It's a family-run okay, business, yeah. Lenny, up there, right? It's Mark and Donna. Yeah, oh, there. No. <laughs> oh, oh, I don't mess with it. She's a wife. I don't mess with Right, there don't you go. There. All right. So, so then, absolutely not. So what's your question, Donna? Talk to me. I was just going to ask you, since the Stanley Cup playoffs are going on, I know you're a big hockey fan. Who, uh, who are you liking uh, in this year's playoffs? You know, I'm a big hockey fan? Yeah, yeah, you were talking hockey. Really Remember, you were talking really about telling us some, some hockey boy, stories. My, yeah, well, you're tough to talk. Tough to talk to you. My my hockey blood is my grandfather and my uncle are both all stars, and, and my my uncle won three Stanley Cups. I was adopted, so blood. My blood, my my my, my the, the hockey's in my is in me. I'm 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 Polish Canadian. I was adopted, so. Uh, the name Tony Leswick, look that up after we hang up, and you'll see um, how we resemble each other. Uh, they call him Tough Tony, you know. Um, so anyways, um, but as far as hockey, I got enough things going on, so I just haven't really followed hockey too much. Um, but I follow baseball, and I, um, among other things. So um, I can't really help you there because I would be speaking from an – from, from a place that's not educated and not intelligent, so I don't want to do that. Okay, uh, now, we have a couple other questions from people that sent in knew, knew, knowing that you were going to be on, and this one's a very interesting one. Uh, the question was, you look at the way Alex Rodriguez has used public relations to rehabilitate his reputation, and now he works for ESPN. They want to know, would you ever, and, and it's interesting for me, because it says, would you ever consider a public relations makeover to get back into baseball in some respect, and do you think any franchise would give you a shot? Well, number one, I'm not interested in that, because um, I don't I don't like taking orders, and I don't like where baseball is going right now. Um, as far as, I mean, I mean, next year, I don't know, can you slide even? I mean, um, so the way baseball works, and, and again, the players play wrong. Um, again, I can get into whole details, so I'm not interested whatsoever in, like, Major League Baseball, like, by the way, if I want to get back in baseball, take one phone call because I have some things that they don't want to get out there. Um, but that's not what I want. I don't want to do that. In fact, it leads me into what I'm going to do, um, which is going to be called Nails Nation, um, the oddcast instead of the podcast. And, you know, Mark, I think now would be a good time to get on uh, one of the hosts on that show which, again, something that we're, we're really talking about doing this with Sportscaster, where you're doing your show. So um, you want to join her in with us? You want to give yeah, her a Yeah, let me get her in. Her okay. name is Bullpen Betty, okay? Okay. Um, and so hold on. Well, um, while you're getting this. her, we're going to take another call. So, uh, well, I think you, you're going to have to put it on. You have to put the call on hold to get her or no? Can you listen? I think he put it on call. He's going to get his co-host on the podcast. Okay. Um, some good stuff at it. First of all, the well, you know, the, the Rod Crew story is one. Hey, we're all on. Okay. Yeah, Bullpen Betty on. There's 
Yep. Yeah. You got a question? Right? Bullpen, say hi. 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 Hey, bullpen. How, how you doing? How you? So th- good. So this is bullpen Betty, which is Lenny and her are going to be doing an odd cast. So Wait. so tell us a little bit well, about one, it. One other one other person. Now, hold on. Uh, bullpen, tell them the other host. So the the other host is a guy named Adam Taxon, and he'll actually be like the main host because he's an experienced podcaster. And uh, he, he pretty much knows everything. He won uh, Jeopardy, what, three or four times, Lenny? Yeah, he won Jeopardy three times, and he's got a law degree in every state. He's like, but he knows um, sports, too. He loves sports, and um, he's good at what he does. So you have a combination of a guy that is big. His show is called, um, he does it on Shark Nation. Uh, it's called Backlash. Like, yeah, it's called Backlash, so. He's a lot of politics there, a lot of everything, and kind of the way our show would be. It would be about um, about you know current events, what's going on in life. It'd be funny, it was everything. And now bullpen, she's way left, meaning she's um, a Yankee fan number one, which is uh, that's on her, not on me. Um, and and she's also triple smart. So the dumbest guy, well, me. To hang out with the two smartest people in the room, you know. <laughs> so, you know, will this what? be similar to like Brock Bottom on on the Jim Brock Marshall? Will you guys be challenging the NPR, and you'll be the top rated? That's podcast funny segment? that you say that, Mark, because <laughs> Brockmeyer is following Lenny, uh, the TV show on yeah. Twitter, um, because we see a lot of synergies. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So do we. So the question is: talk a little bit of what you're going to do if you have people with diverse backgrounds. You've got a lawyer. You've got you. have got Lenny. What do you think the the meat of the show is going to be? The podcast. I, I, I is do going like to be? the fact that Lenny's got a lawyer to start with. On the well, I, my question is: is the, is is the lawyer just for the podcast, or Lenny? Do you have a new lawyer, lawyer. for your other? Well, no, he's a lawyer that hates hates being a lawyer. Okay. Okay. Uh, he wants he to just talk felt like passing yeah. the bar in like different states, so he just went took it and passed every one of them. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so that that's the thing, and 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 the thing about the show is. And, and again, why sportscaster uh, interests us so much is because what, what sportscaster does is see, the show is it's kind of that's why I don't call it a podcast. It's like the oddcast. I, I kind of coined that, and it's got live streaming videos so people can watch it. And and so sportscaster um, and Mark, you turned me on to sportscaster is is really really. Um, um, like the new thing, Platform. exactly what we want. You yeah, know I mean? it, it is in the beta form. We started using it. Yeah. We love it. It, it, it you know, it's going to take a while to get people to to register because they're watching, but they don't register so they can ask mm-hmm. questions. So that's what we've been doing. But but we do love it because it adds uh, another level to the show. But we do have another call for you and bullpen Betty. So let's take Lloyd on line two. Lloyd, you're there, right? Carol. Lloyd, Lloyd Carroll, you there? No, just Carol. No, just it's actually Carol. 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 Oh, Carol. Lloyd's gone. It's Carol. Lloyd's gone. Hello, so Carol. Carol's there. All right, so Carol, you have a question for Lenny and Bullpen Betty. I do. Um, I'm, you know, I'm watching the Mets this year, and uh, you know they did pretty well in April, but let's say it was still April, and here we are, um, late April, and they're starting to tank. Um, what do you think about this team? Like, what do we need? What do we need to get over the top? Like, we're, okay. we're struggling a little bit here. Not, so, kind of interested to see what you guys have to say yes, about yes, where yes, we are. No, no, and made, don't no, laugh because um, oh, I'm laughing too. Slow down, slow go ahead. Down, slow down. <laughs> Let's address your first point. You said it's starting to tank. 
Well, I disagree because now they're 17 and 9. Okay, they won two of the last three. Their eight games over 500. Okay, yes, they're playing and the Padres. Go What's that? She said they're playing the Padres right now. They should beat the Padres, right? Wait, I don't know what you're talking about. I said they're 17 and 9. Um, okay, and the Nationals, who are still seen as the best competition, are four games under 500. They're going to trade. Um, um, they're going to trade the Bryce uh, Harper. Bryce Harper will be traded at the yeah. break or whatever. Okay, Philly is like like on a cloud. They're going to come back to earth real quick. They got no chance. Atlanta can't be dangerous. Okay, that's the only one. Miami might be the worst team in the history of baseball, so they're out. Okay, and then you look at. The Grom, Cindergard, they've been exactly what you'd expect from them, okay? They're aces. You put them in a short series, that's dangerous, okay? The rest of rotation has been shaky, that's true. Okay? And it's been a bit of a disappointment. That being said, the young manager has, has, has you know, done, you know, a, a good job. And, and you know, he's, again, the Mets went from having the oldest manager in baseball to the youngest manager in baseball, okay? The bottom line is, is you know, familiar has been pretty strong, but I think the real leader there is, is Frazier, okay? He's kind of been taking the, you know, fright's been out. So you combine that and, and his presence in the locker room and the young manager with the new energy, and the Mets should win this division going away, okay, if their pitching stays healthy. Um, I said that opening day, and I say it now, Okay. Um, and they're not hitting the ball real well. They're not, you know, Porto's coming back from injury. He'll get better. So the fact that they're where they're at right now um, is in first place. And there's no place above that. First place, there's nowhere. The next step up is like heaven, you know? <laughs> so that being said, um, um, I think the Mets are the opposite of what you said. They're not disappointing. They're, they're performing. Great so, uh, again, I'm confused at why you think they're disappointing. Because Met fans are, so, Met fans are fatalists. That, exactly. Met fans are well, fatalists. And, and as you see, Stephens get hurt starting the base today. And you but, go here, but, but before that, but you know what? This is why I love having Lenny on this show. Yeah. Because Lenny on some other venues, people say, you know, you're going to have Lenny. He, when you talk baseball, yeah. you are so Friggin' intelligent. And I want to play something for you. I got a special treat because I pulled out today because, I, you know, I, I went through all my archives when I was doing my Kindness Corner book. I wanted to find a specific clip. This is from the 1986 Eastern Division clinching game. I want you to listen to this. And then I got a couple of questions. So, so give a good listen to this. Steve, you want Frank to play? Cashin, who, of course, is the general manager of the New York Mets. Let's go back to Tim now and see who he has and toe over there. <laughs> all right, Ralph, I have a guy who has absolutely charmed the fans at Shea Stadium all season long. Lenny, did you realize it was going to be anything like this, your first season in the Major Leagues? Well, Timmy, it's a dream come true. You know, my first full Major League season, playing New York, and for this to happen is, uh, you know, something I'll never forget the rest of, as long as I live, and I hope that continues and we just keep it going. Lenny, you have not only been a member of this ball club, you've been an integral part of this ball club, hitting close to 300, along with Wally Backman on cue. The two guys that some consider as a package the most valuable asset on this ball club. Well, Timmy, I'll tell you what. There you go, pal. You know, David Johnson gave me a chance to come in and, and play every day, and uh, it was a great opportunity for me, and Wally Backman's done a great job batting second. 
and Mookie Wilson's done a great job. We've all, you know, it's been a great team effort, and that's what it's taken to win. It's been highly competitive, and it seems like all of you have thrived on it. It's been highly competitive, and, you know, we're, everyone's rooting for each other. We go out and just do whatever we can to win, and uh, all three of us have, uh, have got on base for Keith, Gary, and, and Daryl, and it's just one, one of them things. It's been a great year all the way. They've rooted for each other, and I'm rooting for Ralph Kiner to take it right now, Ralph. Awesome, awesome stuff. So the question I have Dude, for you. that's unbelievable, man. I, I didn't know I could talk that fast. <laughs> that sounds that's like two different people. Though. Right, you sound really like does. two different people. I mean, yeah. it, it, it's night and day. But but when you hear that back and, and you hear the guys you gave credit to, what you and Lenny, Wally did, you know, in front of Gary and, and you know, and Keith, what goes through your mind when you listen to that? Well, I mean, number one, I mean, I mean, only good things because, look, the person that taught me how to play baseball the right way was Keith Hernandez. Okay, Keith Hernandez um, was a winning player. He 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 taught me how the game works. It works by everything's dictated by the scoreboard. Okay, the, the scoreboard dictates what you're doing or trying to do, and and again, so he was a situation hitter. And a quick story about Keith. One time we're in Montreal, and I'm on third base with one out, and he's up. So, you know, all I do is make contact, which he's done every time. Hits a comebacker to the pitcher. I get hung out to dry because you know, I'm running on contact. We get back in the dugout, and he grabs me by the shirt and looks me in the eye, and he says, listen to me, that will never happen again. I was like, whoa. Meaning, see, because... He knew how to play the situation. And by the way, the best first baseman, you know, in baseball. I mean, he won 11 gold gloves. And by the way, he's a great announcer. I got to give him credit, you know. I mean, you know what I mean? I, really, I enjoyed listening to him. And I call him Max still. I don't know if he likes that, but that's what I call him. And, and uh, Keith kind of took me under his wing, or I, I kind of forced him under my under his, under my. <laughs> My wing because I like say you're, we're going out tonight. Dude. We're going out. I was 22. He was 30, like six. He says, "Dude, I'm 30. I can't do it." But he always ended up to go out with me, and just a great that whole team, the chemistry and the curtain calls and the excitement, and you know, it wasn't the kind of team that they made it out to be like these wild and crazy like drug people and that. I mean, I never saw a drug. I mean that you know. But what we did have is we had the ability to to pick each other up. There was always a different hero, you know, between Kevin Mitchell. Every, you know, there was always a different person that contributed. So that was a real team effort all the way from from the one hitter to the nine hitter. Okay, and then you throw in Gooden and, and the pitching staff, and you know, um, the only the only. Part, the only person that failed us was the manager. And if he would have done his job correctly, we would have won probably a couple more World Series there. But that's 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 Dan, and that can't go back. So now we're, we're talking about today, right here, right now. And again, I give Sandy Alderson credit because, like, of all the managers, okay, <laughs> that like were out there and named they named all these different guys. You know, I was like, I even saw Robin Ventura when I was ready to, like, say, God, I'm becoming a Yankee fan for bullpen. I can't take it. Because <laughs> all I think about when I hear Robin Ventura's name is when him and Nolan Ryan had attempt at charging them out. <laughs> it was almost, it was humiliating. I mean, like, 
Wasn't it? He saw it. Yeah. But he was a good. Robin was a good Met, though. I mean, yeah. and he was a very good I don't ball know player. He was. But he wasn't a very good manager. It was Chicago with the White Sox. There was a lot of problems well, in that well, locker room. Well, he wasn't, right. he wasn't a good manager then, and and and. But the bottom line is, is you know, Sandy Alderson. By the way, you can't cuss on your show, right? No, no, no. Okay, so it's Sandy Alderson. But I can say balls because that's not cussing. Sandy Alderson showed he has some brass balls. Because he's brass, you know, Baseballs. with balls. And the two both start with Bs. And he had Bulk and Betty. She started with a B. So all the Bs are in place. And he Pearl Harbor to all of us. Even you, Mark. You know, I go to you when I want to know what's going on. I go to you. You're, if you're not inside, you're outside. See? And you're inside. So, And so that name, I mean, he took a manager, a, a guy that never managed, okay, and hired him, okay? And he did that for a reason, because this guy, Mickey Cowley, sat next to a guy that knows how to win and has won in World Series and whenever he went, and Terry, Terry Francona. So, you know, he's going to make some mistakes, okay, early on. And, you know, there's been some things that, um, you know, people, people are, you know, questionable a bit. He doesn't always make the textbook predictable moves. But, like, for instance, you saw a double seal today, okay? Uh, you seem familiar close a bunch of games. And, and the bottom line is, um, you know, you've not seen him uh, treat the lefty-righty stuff like his religion. Plus, he gives good sound bites, has some fire behind him. And so, like I said, the Mets are in very, very good position if they stay healthy to, to win this division. And I say win it going away, Okay. Um, so, so I think for the Met fans, they should be very, very happy about what's going to happen in the next five months. Okay, and also just so you know, you know, there's two minority catchers uh, playing with there are no and Kowalski. You know, they're both hurt. Right. So, so they do have to do something there. Okay, because that's important because a pitcher needs. Yeah, I'm giving you stuff that's, you know, you only know if you're a player. So remember, you don't want to be shaking off all the time and you need to work together. So you need to find someone who can catch, you know, uh, a catcher that can catch five days a week in the big leagues. So that's what Sandy's next move needs to be. But overall, right now, I think that Mets fans should feel real good about what's going on. Okay? We're talking with Lenny. That's my opinion. We're talking with Lenny Dykstra here on WLIE. We have one phone call lined up, but AJ has an important question yeah, to this, piggyback on. This is coming through as I'm looking, following what's going on with the, with the Mets right now, and they're winning 14-2, to two, and they just brought Matt Harvey in, basically to match, match, mop up in a ninth inning. What's your take on the whole Matt Harvey situation, what happened to him, and is it being handled right sending him out to the bullpen instead of trying to talk him into going down to AAA or even releasing him? So, good question, AJ. In fact, there's some I was going to address. So, what happens in, 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 in Major League Baseball, meaning there's no higher level. So, if you don't perform, okay, guess what happens? They replace you. Matt Harvey will not finish this season in New York, okay? Matt Harvey hasn't taken care of himself. Matt Harvey has some issues that I don't want to tell you about, that I know about. Um, and so, my goodness, the results <laughs> are all there, and he's not getting better; he's getting worse. And remember, he's on a contract here. Okay, when you're on a contract here, 
you can go back and look it up because when I say something with absolute certainty, I, I say that because I know when you're on a contract here, for the most part, you have your best year because once you get the guaranteed contract, you'll see players go straight down. Okay, so if anything, he should be pitching great, but he's not in shape. Okay, he hasn't been in shape. He's had all kinds of injuries. And so Matt Harvey's not long for the mess. He's not, because you know why? He's not getting results. Okay, you don't get results, you go to the bullpen. And just to make him, like, rub in his face, they brought him into, like, what? Like, like you bring in a catcher to pitch, you know, when there's a blowout. And they brought him in, like, she's in the ninth, or he's in the ninth inning. You know, work. Okay, so that's that. My answer to your question is: Matt Harvey's not long for New York. Yeah, we we opened up with the show and we felt the same thing. We have one call on the line right now. It's Howard. What's your question for Lenny Knight? Thanks, for Howard. How you doing, uh, Lenny? I'm a huge Mets fan. I, just, I know Mark a long time. I, I met Mark at uh, Mets Fantasy Camp, a big fantasy camp guy. And I just wanted to. Yeah, I know. I'm not I necessarily guess your question, but I just wanted to the, thank you for the fantasy camp. Hold on. I'm sorry. Fantasy camp. You go to fantasy camp? Yeah, how it is? Uh, yeah, he's how many? I want to go there because I fulfill fantasy. Too. So like, I've been. Uh, I just, I'm, I'm four time fantasy camp guy. I just my third year, fourth year in a row. I've hey, uh, actually know, uh, became friends you know, with Tom, Tom Borowski, one of your friends. I understand, you know, Lenny. But uh, I just want to thank you for all the stuff you gave us. I got married in '86, and uh, what a what a run we had that year. Obviously, I know we won the World Series and. Uh, we, Wait, wait, so far, of all the camp guys, I still haven't met you, so I'm hoping to meet you someday. Howard, he's got a question for you. Lenny's got a question for you. Can people hear me? Can people yeah. hear me when I ask some questions? Yeah, he can hear you. Go ahead, Lenny. No, I said, you got married in 86? He got married in 86, he said, yeah. And you're still married? Yeah, I'm still married, <laughs> Lenny. Dude, you know what? You are my idol. Because that's what it's all about, man. Meaning, I'm probably the last guy you hear that from, but she like... Like, I'm not too smart, but, but I'm smart enough to know I'm not smart enough. So, like, when you get married, you're only supposed to get married once. I don't think people figured that out yet. Okay? So the fact All right, that thank you, Lenny. Thank you. Yeah. What happened? I don't know. I, 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 I think his wife just served him with papers, Lenny. His wife must be having an affair. I think his wife just served him with divorce papers live on the air. All right. We got a break coming up, but I know you got some other things going on. First of all, tell us when the odd cast with Bullpen Betty and what is the lawyer's name? What was his name? No, he's not a lawyer. Adam Jackson. Well, he is a lawyer, but he's not a yeah. practicing lawyer. He's being a lawyer. He just did that because, like, it was something else to do. Went to Harvard. In fact, I'm going with him to his class reunion, and I'm going to be speaking at Harvard. Um, they don't know that yet, but they <laughs> will find out. Trust me on that. Okay. okay? Uh, Harvard, you know, like, the closest I come to Harvard is, like, like H A R V A D Harvard. You know, well, no, no. Mr. P went to Yale, so I didn't know when I would be I would be here. Mr. P and Tom, um, excuse me, and, and our boy Ron, Ron Darling. Right. Uh, yeah, Mr. P, Mr. Perfect. You know. Right. Yeah. Oh boy. All right. All right. Wait. So that when will the oddcast start? Um. Well, it's, we're we're putting together right now. We're deciding on who. We want to um, do this with Howard Stern. Um, there's something going on with his station called this company called Sirius, um, and 
Howard Stern and I have kind of, you know, I've had an ongoing relationship with them and doing appearances there. So we're trying to decide on what we're going to do with that, but as far as what the show's going to be about, it's going to be about everything and anything. The key and why it's going to be successful is because we have advertisers that want to pay money. To Are you doing the radio show? So if we do that, then what happens is everybody's happy. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. If you can bring in advertisers, everyone's happy. Uh, lastly, before we let you go, we do have one more call, and then I want to find out, you know. Where, you, am, I, where am I going? Well, we, we, have, we, have, to a, we have to go for commercials because we, we got to pay for the show as well. You know so, what that reminds me of? What? I was with this girl. Oh, no. Wait, wait, Letty. Wait, wait, wait. I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. I'm like, wait, what? Where are you going? And she meant she had to, she was going to, you know what I mean. Yeah, I, I, I got yeah. it. All right, so wait, let's take a but call. I, have you ever heard that one before? Yes, I, I did, Lenny. <laughs> let's take another call. Nico, you're on live with Lenny Dykstra. Hey, Lenny, my man, Nails, how's it going? That's right, bro. Nails, Nails, is that your beckoning call? You said you asked me a question, yeah? Honestly. Go ahead, Nico, what's your question for Lenny? Okay, uh, my question for Lenny. Lenny, I don't know if you remember me, but I briefly I was in camp there with the Phillies in 92, 93. I thought for a second we had a chance to win a World Series as a team. I don't know if you remember me as a teammate. What's your name? Nico Riesco. Nico Riesco. Um, actually, and again, it's not your fault. It's, it's the drugs' fault. See, that's when drugs were like doing drug tests. It's an honest answer. So if you remember that Philly team, like no one wanted to play us. Then we were all lit up and like on a mission of mercy. So names. Why do you think they call me? Like, in Philly, they call me dude. You know why? Because I say every day, hey, dude, what's up? You know why? Because I don't remember his <laughs> name. So it's not on you. It's on me. All right. Uh, so. Letty, before we, we have to go for a commercial break, I know that you're doing something that you're very passionate about. Um, for people that do fa- follow Lenny on social media, you might have seen him live from his backyard shed. Tell us what's going on and, and what your latest mission is. Well, I'll tell you what's going on. Um, I learned, un- I unbelievably found out, like, what these insurance companies, meaning these big insurance companies, all states, for instance, said that I was in good hands. And they promised me um, when I signed my contract with them, because what an insurance policy is, it's a contract that says what happens if something happens to your home, God forbid, um, meaning which is a covered loss. So someone burglarizes your house or vandalizes it or whatever, you have insurance to make sure that you're covered, so your biggest investment, most people, the biggest investment is their home. Okay, so all they turned their back on me and denied my claims for no reason because they don't want to pay money out. That's why they have all the money, because they hold money. So what I want to do is I want to make this not about me, because I want no pity. I want to make this about the American people. The American people, I want them to write in their horror stories that have happened to them when they've had these problems with these insurance companies. And that's the only way we can get back at them. It's not about suing them. It's not about that. It's about the American people coming together. And 
I need to get all their stories in, whether they go through you, Mark, or wherever they want to do, and then write their story in. And that's the way we hurt, okay, all state. And, and because what they do is they break the law. They do whatever they want to do because they can. They know that you'll have to film. It'll take two years. That's hire lawyers. So what they do is they deny claims, and, and, and that's against the law. But the New Jersey you know, Banking and Insurance Commission, they can't do anything about it. Nobody can. The only people that can do the only the only people that have a chance to do something about it are the American people. So if we get enough stories in there, it's going to hit them where it hurts, okay? And maybe they'll start doing what they promised they do when you sign that contract. When you pay them, maybe they, should, they take your money for the premium staff, but when it's time to pay out, they don't want to do that. They're taught not to pay out uh, uh, money and not to cover claims, to deny claims. So... Um, I'm on a mission to expose and to bring together, because no one else can do it. These insurance companies get away with this, and nobody stops them. There's no, no, you have our our hypocritical government will put in these laws and these stupid things for uh, meaning, like, they don't even know, like, what's the, okay, marijuana is illegal in this state, but not in that state, meaning, but, one thing that has to be addressed is what these insurance companies have been doing to American families for years, okay? Meaning they bankrupt people, they, they, they ruin lives, they cause divorces, they, they, they hurt families. And I'm going to go out there and make sure that I get the people aware that there's somebody they can write their story to. And it's not pity. It's about rallying and getting the people that's in, that are in Washington um, to understand something has to change. The system doesn't work, okay? You can't have companies just do what they want to do and, and, and destroy lives, okay, because that's what they do. Now, remember, I'm different. A shed, the shed to me was like the Ritz-Carlton. Mm-hmm. I've been in the caves. I've stayed in the caves for two and a half years, okay? When, when I you know, get the federal government upset, they were upset at me and they put me in that hotel. But that hotel wasn't near as nice as the one I was in. But I'm back in my house now. I have, I've taken care of the issues now. I'm working and fixing it myself. So Nails has been hammering nails, <laughs> literally, for the last three, four days, okay? So where, where you know can... Why, you know why, Mark, right? I'm a man of people. Right. So where can people write in their stories to you and so you can start gathering them? Well, they can write them into any of my social. You know, my, my Twitter account is, well, in some, you can't write as much, but, you know, my Twitter is at Lenny Dykstra, and then they can write them into my Facebook, which is, you know, Lenny Dykstra Official uh, on Facebook, and just send me the story. We'll gather these stories. And we're going to do like, you know, they do with the Martin Luther King thing or whatever. We're going to have a parade, march. We're going to march down, um, what's that street? I don't know, somewhere in that big house, that white thing. The house <laughs> Pennsylvania Avenue. Oh, okay. Yeah, and we're going to do that. And we got to stop um, the Americans from being lied to and being being basically robbed out of their money because... These insurance companies have so much power, they, they it can't go on. It can't go on. And so before I get crucified, 
Okay, because I'm I filed papers to the government when when it's time for me to go. I want to be nailed to a cross. Okay, meaning nailed going to be nailed to a cross. Okay, and people will pay money because oh no, it was supposed like how long will it take me to go? Maybe four or five days, but that's me taking it for the American people. Okay. Does that make sense? Absolutely, Lenny. Lenny, we have to take a break. It's always awesome speaking to you, and we're looking forward to Bullpen Petty and you doing the podcast and people sending your stories, and we will keep updating people. Yeah, send them in. Send them AJ. AJ. Yes, sir. Are we meeting tonight at the same place? No, 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 no. no, no. no, no. That, that, was, that was Ryan. That was Ryan. That was Ryan. But, um, wait, wait. Okay, I know one of you guys over there is like, wow, what a night that was. Oh, my God. The, la- the, the, the great. Yeah, that was me, Lenny. All right, the great <laughs> Lenny Dykstra. I think it was you, AJ. AJ, I think. I, I was away that remember. <laughs> okay. So, also, just, uh, just a reminder. The thoughts and opinions are those of Lenny Dykstra. They do not reflect, you know, the the station or us. You know. <laughs> except for the baseball. Opinion. Except for the baseball. Yeah, except for the baseball. All right, but so. yes, definitely no, get those listen, stories. When it comes to baseball, anybody wants to go head up with me, they're gonna lose. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Lenny. We appreciate it. Lenny Nels yeah. Dykstra.